0: Hey, welcome back to OMN's Coffee Shop Conversations at World Cup Coffee and Tea, Northwest 18th in Gleason. I'm Tom D'Antoni, and today we've got Marty Mendenhall with us. She's a singer, composer, and proprietor of a new radio show slash podcast called Sound Tasting, which combines food and music, a novel approach for sure. It airs on the second Friday of each month on Portland Radio Project. And we will find out all you need to know about that concept, I guarantee you. She's classically trained, and she sang in classical ensembles for years. A lot of you know her as a jazz singer, which is her main focus nowadays. And I think that's plenty to talk about. She's a bright light with great pipes. Let's meet Marty Mendel. Welcome to the cupping room.
1: Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: Yeah. Here at the World Cup Coffee and Tea. Our, our home away from home, away from home. <laughs> <laughs> For Oregon Music News Coffee Shop Conversations. That's where we are. That's where we always are.
1: Yep. Well, it's a nice place to be. It is. And I've got peppermint tea, so on a cold fall day... Yeah. so have you seen the trees outside it's absolutely gorgeous oh,
0: i know i know it's it's uh, this is i don't like the rain so much but it's okay after after what we went through
1: yeah you mean endless summer the oregon uh the has two seasons now did you know that
0: i know and, and like, then when everything was on fire which oh was, yeah was not, not fun right i had billy oski in here and, you know the billy oski's studio almost got burned down i heard that yeah
1: Yeah, he and I are friends on Facebook, and I was paying close attention. It was at the time I was, you know, choosing, looking at some different studios, and um, that's a beautiful place. It's just beautiful, but it's right in the, you know, the heart of where that fire is going. What do you look for when
0: you're choosing a studio?
1: You know, I'm looking for the right blend of uh, atmosphere, I think, um, and also a really good engineer and someone that I can connect with, um, Mm -hmm. a place that I can feel connected to. I used to work with um, Pat Kearns, and he worked out of this little, I mean, it was almost like it was the back of... Centaur Guitar Center, I think. (laughs) Um, And it was this total hole in the wall. I mean, just cement walls and no carpet and cold, cold, cold (laughs) place. But Pat was such a brilliant engineer and I felt so at home. And I felt like I could sing anything. Um, and he could give me feedback and say, why don't you try it this way? And I'd be like, Oh yeah, that's perfect. Uh And, um, he got the most amazing recordings in that place. So, Hmm. and he's since moved to California to build like a, a summer, I think he's calling it solar cabin mixes. Mm -hmm. And it's a place that people can go on retreat eventually and, you know, stay for a week at this gorgeous California studio and record. So That's nice I had to do a little legwork To find A new studio Uh And As it happens My brother Who is An amazing Bass player um, Helped build um, A studio About a year and a half Called B-Side Studios Out um, Off of Burnside In 58th Uh And I saw it about two years ago before it was completed, and I thought this is going to be a pretty studio that I'm never going to be able to afford <laughs> <laughs> and um when I was looking for studios, I said, "You know what the heck i'll I'll um give him a call so yeah. uh, I emailed Steve Strauss out there, and he gave me a killer day rate um um at a multi day kind of a rate, mm-hmm. and I walked into that studio to visit, and it it smells like cedar. <laughs> it's expansive. The, the, the reverb in there is just so perfect for the human voice or wow. any instrument. Um, and I've been using a lot of cello in my music, uh-huh. and the cello just spins out like wow. this singing, musical <laughs> being, entity in that space. It's, it's really a beautiful space. So. Is, it,
0: is it real cedar or is it like cedar Febreze?
1: <laughs> oh no. Um they built that thing um at no expense. It's all real everything and it's it's they have a loft with all these cool instruments in it that you can go grab and they grabbed jingle bells they had jingle bells for one of my (laughs) christmas songs so super fun and um, i'm going back in on sunday to re-record some vocal tracks i'm bringing in a choir for my christmas song wow i know first time i've ever used a choir on a piece and um i'm having horn parts written and i'm bringing in um john dover and pete peterson great My quartet. Notice I only listed two names. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They're going to write. We have parts that um, they're going to double. Kind of save me, you know, a little bit. And um, they're just, um, Pete's going to bring an alto and a tenor. Nice. Yeah. And they're going to do horns on a song of mine called Washing Dirty Dishes, (laughs) which is a little, um, it's about dating. Let's just say it's about dating. It's about dating. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What's the connection between dating and washing dirty ditches?
1: Well, you know, um, I've been single for a long time. Uh-huh. And um, I've been dating just probably since January. And um, I've always thought how much fun it would be to find someone who might be interested in cooking with me in the kitchen. Uh And I kind of liked that double meaning. And I always, you know, when I'm doing dishes by myself, it's never any fun. So I kind of had this, you know, imagination going on of what it would be like to have a date that actually washed dishes with me. And I was like, I like that double meaning too. So, um, um, I came up with a song and, um, of, you know, flipping through this recipe book and, um, you know, it's, um, it's super fun, you know. Um the do you, do you want me to sing a little bit for you? Sure. Um the um I think it goes um Here I am in your arms, my dear, and I'm flipping through the cookbook with you. Do you see what you'd like, my dear, just in case you'd like to try something new? You get the idea, right? (laughs) And then the chorus is, um, we'll hurry through the bacon, and when the cooking's done, we'll clear a table, and we'll have a little fun washing dirty dishes. Dirty dishes with you. (laughs) So you get the idea, right? But I just, um, I think it's been such a rich... bed of heartache and oh yeah. I want this really guy to I like this guy but he doesn't like me and you know all those emotions you go through as a teenager uh-huh. just because you are of a certain age and dating yeah. Yeah. again later in life never it, it never stops no, It never stops. so no. yeah at any rate washing dirty dishes it's a, a fun tune that I have the tracks laid and the horns are coming in on Sunday so
0: dirty dishes dirty dancing you know I mean
1: yeah it's all good <laughs> Music, love, dating—actually, that's what's my—that's um, kind of going to be the theme of my next show. Um, it's kind of—I'm calling it date night. Aha! Uh-huh. And I'm going to add some of those songs that I've been writing.
0: Now, is that the one at Jack, at the Jack London?
1: Yeah, um, uh-huh. Jack London Review on yeah. Friday, um, November seventeenth. It's mm-hmm. the late show, uh-huh. um, and it's really killer. It's an eight-dollar cover um, in advance, and I'm really excited about it.
0: And the band is.
1: Um, I'm going to have Ben Turner on keys. Um, he's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Todd Bishop on drums. I've oh, just good. discovered him, and he's, oh, he's fabulous. fabulous.
0: you ever hear the uh, uh, Serge Gainsborough album no. Oh, it's amazing.
1: Oh, I'm going to have to go home and down yeah. that. Look yeah. out, Todd. Um, <laughs> and then, um, Chris Higgins on bass. He's one of my favorite bass players in town. Mm-hmm. Um, fascinating guy. And then I have two backup singers, uh, mm-hmm. Bethany small and Jen Gosnell. Um, and then I'm inviting my friend, Ben graves to come in and play guitar. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking about, um, bringing the choir in. Whoa. I'm premiering my Christmas song, which is very jazzy. And, uh, I'm also thinking about maybe asking, um, my cello player who played in the studio, Skip uh, Von Kosky Skip. Oh my gosh. Skip. He was so great. Skip's great. He was so, he I've was funny. Many, and I've
0: there a couple times.
1: Yeah. Oh, but he was amazing cool. in the studio. Let me tell me, he's got, you know, I hear this kind of thing. What do you think we try it? I'm like, great. And then he says, well, you know, I hear plucking, but it would work better with a mandolin. Hey, I've got a mandolin in my car. You want me to go get it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um, yeah.
0: Sure. Yeah, I, I did a bunch of stuff with him when he was going through that really terrible period when he when his back was bad and then his mother and. Mm. Uh, but thank God he came out of he came out great. Yeah. He came, I mean, that was years ago, but um, uh, uh, he had to be helped out in and out of his car when he for his Edgefield gigs and. Yeah, he's wow. he's, he's fine now. He's
1: just yeah. Fine. He was he's, super fun. So yeah. I'm thinking about um, asking him to come down with me. I hope he's available. So we'll see. yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, he's always good. He's yeah. He's always good. Yeah. Um, so, date night, eh?
1: Date night. Well, um, I have so many songs that, you know, I've already written, like um, Book of Love um, and A New Ballad, um, which I've got on YouTube called...
0: Now, are these songs um, uh, in reaction to your, 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 your dating <laughs> life over the in past... In reaction
1: to washing dirty dishes? Well, over, um... over
0: the past uh, 10 months... <laughs>
1: Some of them, yeah. You know, um, I've been writing for so many years, and I I have, like, a folder that I go to of, of yeah. half-written songs. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, when I'm in that mood, I feel that creative spark, and I need to write something. Mm-hmm. Um, I go to my folder, I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh. And then, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So
1: a couple of those are ones that I finished that I wrote, uh, you know, started writing, like, in 1983.
0: But none of them, but any specific... Guys or experiences that you've had?
1: Wow! Well, uh,
0: over the past year,
1: I was going to call the show um,
0: "That Son of a Bitch." <laughs>
1: that <laughs> well, I have a, had a few of those dates, but I haven't written a song about that yet. Um, no, I've got one that's um, pretty fun that I'm calling "Body Talks," just uh-huh. about you know flirting and dating yeah. and yeah. you know, think too obscene, but um, it is specifically. <laughs> Uh, kind of about one guy, but it's it's super fun, you know. About um, you know, it's like I see you and I'm I'm totally attracted to you, but you know I'm I'm totally gonna stay on this side of the table, you know. No, and then I'm like, but now I've seen those eyes, so I don't know. Maybe 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 you should walk me to my car. So <laughs> at any rate, um, so yeah, there is one song uh, in particular about a guy that um, you know. What totally broke my heart right off the bat. Oh and, boy! Uh, I know. Well, I've learned a lot in ten months. So yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's a. Uh, 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 so, so did you get him back in the end? It's what? Did you get him back in the end?
1: Um, you know, that is
0: really a good way to retaliate. You know, I think if you write about them,
1: um, if I get him back in the <laughs> end, right? Now I think um, I think what goes around comes around, and I kind of leave uh-huh. you know karma to you know something greater than me. So, I think just by going on with my life and not really thinking about him, that's uh-huh. that's all the Okay. That's all the, you know, hey you I need. So, uh,
0: you're not Italian though.
1: I'm yeah, I'm not I'm not <laughs> ventual. So, I may say a few things like that, but really I'm not. I wish him the best.
0: I had a, I had a poet girlfriend one time.
1: Really? Did she make uh did she write you a poem?
0: She wrote poems about me. Oh. But one of them and you just just it was beautiful and it was it was fabulous and it was hot and mm-hmm. it was romantic until the very end
1: oh no what did it say
0: it says but half the time your ass is missing <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh was that the end of the relationship or was that like a um, you know
0: no. no oh okay all no. right good okay. no. no he says no. defensively no
1: you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it was true did you give her feedback on that no. <laughs> <laughs> you say honey I really love I'm so flattered that you wrote the poem for me Except you know you might try changing this last line. No, to,
0: no, uh, no! You can't do that. If not to ever, a poet. If you, if you, if you have ever had a, have been in a relationship with a poet, mm. you cannot do that. That yeah. is against the law. Yeah, <laughs> I can, I can,
1: I can imagine. So you
0: like, know, I'm. Well, open. What would you do? I if, if some guy said, you know, could you change that last line?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't do so well. And, you know, I'm open to um, working with other people. And I'm open to, you know, saying, hey, you know, I can't get something that rhymes here. You know, can you help me figure this out to, you know, whoever? And I have asked a couple people in the past to help me out with that. And it's worked really well.
0: Well, collaborating is different (laughs) from having your boyfriend say, could you change some of that? Yeah. I don't like how that sounds. It drives me nuts. It doesn't rhyme. Yeah, really.
1: Yeah, whatever. (laughs) whatever you know it's really interesting when i write um now i use my phone a lot because Uh you know you have like the synonyms and the rhyming dictionary i think i have b rhymes dictionary on my phone (laughs) and when i'm really stuck for something Mm -hmm. that's you know a good alliteration or a good rhyme i'm instantly on my phone what rhymes with tear (laughs) oh yeah no no beer yes that's perfect
0: no (laughs) i used to i'm sure i still have it a big thick thesaurus yeah, I you do know? too. But I never use it anymore. Yeah. I, there's a thesaurus online yeah. that I never use. Yeah. Maybe I would be a better writer if I used a thesaurus. Really? You might be. I, I doubt don't know. It.
1: Well I just use yeah, I don't it. Think so. And if it doesn't work to me, I'm not above changing the word to yeah. find something that rhymes with it. Yeah. So
0: But um. you know what I like? I like to read people that they write <clears throat> so that I have to look up words.
2: Mm. That's
0: really I love that. Yeah, the two of my favorite writers, Nick Tochas and uh, uh, Charlie Pierce. Mm-hmm. Charlie Pierce is a political writer. Nick Tochas is a novelist, and they use tons of words. I got, I have to stop. I have to stop and go look them up. It's You're wonderful. Like,
1: Man, that's a great word. I do that yeah. too. I love yeah, words. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Isn't> they <that> awesome. <laughs> so, um, you've got a, you have your own podcast. I do. It's a radio show podcast. Though.
1: I really came to just see how it was done. <laughs> I'm, I'm really here in spy mode and spying on you as we speak. Um, yeah, um, I have a passion for food, um, good food. I'm a food enthusiast and, uh, I adore music and I know so many musicians in town that are great cooks. Uh-huh. I thought, um, this would be super fun to go talk about cooks talked to you know chefs about music and uh-huh. musicians about cooking and um kind of putting the two together in sort of a musical cooking show so um I uh, pitched it
2: uh-huh. a
1: year ago to Portland Radio Project uh-huh. in a former life. it used to be called marty's music kitchen um, <laughs> and um they had already had kind of a plan early on for a show called Sound Tasting. So (laughs) now it's Sound Tasting with host Marty Mendenhall. I see. Yeah. And I recorded my... I did a pilot episode in December, Uh and now they're ready to develop their talk shows. So I did my first official episode. I recorded it last weekend, and it will premiere... Mm. On Friday, mm-hmm. October thirteenth, um, at two p.m. on Portland Radio Project mm-hmm. (PRP.fm) streaming at ninety-nine point one FM. It can be heard in Portland. Mm-hmm. Two p.m. Second Friday of every month. So good. Yeah, and it was, it was super fun.
0: Mm. Well, how do you combine food and music?
1: Well, um, let me give you the example of my first official guest, um, and that was um, Ethan Sperry. He's the conductor of the Oregon Repertory Singers. Uh I sang with them for 17 seasons. Really? Um, I did.
0: Wow. What kind of material do they do?
1: um, Classical, mostly, but they do um, new works, um, and um, they're a group of about 100 voices, and now under the direction of... Dr. Ethan Sperry, Uh and you can find out more about them at Uh orsingers.org. So I haven't been with them for a while, but I still consider them like my extended family. So
2: at
1: any rate, Ethan is a published baker. He was, he's been, his recipes have been published in Bon Appetit magazine. Um, He and his wife, Siri, were featured in Entertaining with Style magazine. Um, And I was so impressed. I'm like, oh my God, you've got to be on my show. So... We did the show the way I wanted to. Um, We had these little lapel mics, Mm -hmm. and we went into his house, into his kitchen, Mm -hmm. and we made his famous turkey, vegetarian alternative to turkey on Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. and it was a mushroom onion pie, and we made everything from scratch during the show. And in between, as we cooked, cooked together, we talked about music and his musical influences, his cooking influences, <laughs> and you know, what he listen. Is he inspired by music in the kitchen? You know, what's he listen to when he cooks? And um
0: what do you listen to when you cook?
1: Me. You. Um, It just kind of depends on what mood I'm in. If I want to turn on my work brain, I'm listening to jazz. Because Uh then I get all these ideas just coming through my brain and, Uh you know, I'm singing constantly. If I just want to relax and just enjoy myself, I'm usually listening to alternative music. Like 94.7 or Uh um, 102.3 and I'm hanging out. But I think my main love is KMHD um, for cooking. But, yeah. I don't Uh listen to a lot of classical. My father, however, is a classical fan and mm-hmm. he could name he'd say oh that's the second movement of vivaldi's <laughs> blank 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 and then <laughs> i just i never developed i i like classical i've sung classical and played it almost all my life <laughs> but it's not my it's not my passion it's not my call so
0: when you say alternative what groups are you talking about
1: oh my gosh um shall i pull my playlist <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know i lately i've gotten into a lot of different kinds of songs um there's a group called Bad Sons that I really like.
0: Are we talking about eighties now?
1: No, we're talking about like right now. Okay. Yeah, modern right. music. Okay, I like Coldplay. Gotcha. I know mm-hmm. some people would totally diss that, but I do. Um and uh Bad Sons, just a, a ton of the, you know, alternative music that you hear mm-hmm. on ninety four point seven. Really. I'm a huge fan. I'd love to do their playlist mm-hmm. sometime. <laughs> so, I'd i throw some jazz in there of course, but but um yeah, that would be super fun. So
0: Hmm. Okay So um, uh, Is it Is it easy Is it an easy transition Between the cooking And the music When when you're doing this thing
1: Well um, Here's what I did Um, I wrote out Um, I wish I was as relaxed as you um, (laughs) as a host. You're a fabulous host. Um, I found out that um, I wrote out a script, like a vision of what I thought it would be Mm -hmm. um, so that I could figure out where to put certain questions. Mm -hmm. And what I would do is because the cooking took longer than the 30 minutes I have for my podcast. Mm -hmm. So um, what I do is I planned it out um, with two breaks and I said, okay, um, Ethan, in this next segment, let's talk about these couple of things. Do You have any stories about? And he'd say, "Yes, I do," or "No, I don't." And then I'd say, "Oh, I won't ask that question." <laughs> um, and um, we would cook. And while I was chopping mushrooms, we had a discussion about, you know, a few different things. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like, while the mushrooms were cooking down, I knew it was going to take too long, so I called pause to my engineer. Yeah. And we just waited for the mushrooms to cook down. <laughs> And I'd say, okay, we've got about three minutes left in this segment. Let's talk. Let's play some music. And yeah. um, he chose some pieces to play and talk about some <laughs> of his favorite artists uh-huh. and composers, um, and about the Oregon Repertory Singers. And we just kind of sprinkled it all through. And really, um, it was a casual, wonderful conversation. So
0: I see how I can see how that works. If you have if you have to let something cook, you can just play some music.
1: It worked great. It's,
0: and, a, it's, a, it's a natural transition.
1: Yeah. I do have to give a shout-out to John Dover. He was my pilot episode um, guest uh-huh. that I did in December. It's still posted at Portland Radio Project, and he was fantastic. Did you know he is like an A-plus cook? Did you know that?
0: I did not know that. Oh,
1: my gosh. He made some kind of a salmon something. It was great. And we did that show a little bit differently. We did it in three different segments. Mm -hmm. We did like, um, well, gee, how did you get into music? What's your history? And then then we, you know, what's your current thing? What do you listen to? And then we did a cooking segment. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and that was an hour long podcast, which, you know, I mean, I think if it had been more like a conversation, it would have been easy, Uh but it was very planned out. So I changed it up a bit um, and made it a shorter program and it was really tight. So it was good. That's good <laughs> Does that answer your hey, question? It, that was a long Oh,
0: I don't know It doesn't I'm matter uh, now, Is he a barry player? What? Is he a baritone player?
1: Huh. John? Yeah. No, he plays trumpet
0: Trumpet, okay well, I don't know. Who, who am I thinking of?
1: I don't know I don't either I do not know <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well He probably sings I, Actually, I know John sings He sings with his wife And they were just in the studio Like a month ago Recording a Christmas album Is that right? Huh.
0: Who knew? So what is your Christmas song about?
1: Well Dating. No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> Dating, no. food, and Christmas.
1: <laughs> um, I have to tell you, um, Christmas is kind of a special time for my family. Um, my birthday happens to fall on Christmas Day. Oh, no. And Oh, I have a joke to tell you. And my little brother's, okay, he's not so little anymore, but yeah. um, my younger brother, Andrew, um, his birthday's on New Year's Eve. <laughs> Well, both my-, my
0: poet girlfriend's birthday was on New Year's Day.
1: Really? Yes. Your poor girlfriend. <laughs> um, at any rate, I once asked. My parents were both teachers. My father was an art teacher uh-huh. and my mom was a music teacher. And I said, so, Dad, how did you manage to have a kid on Christmas Day and a kid ah. on New Year's Eve? <laughs> he put both hands on his hips and he said, I've got two words for you. Spring break <laughs> and I was like One, two, three, four, five. Oh yeah and I'll tell you I've never thought about Christmas birthdays the same way that's funny ever again so rate, anyway, last Christmas um was the first time in my life that I had not either woken up you know with a significant other or in my family's home wow. um I woke up by myself on my birthday and Christmas uh-huh. day and yeah. for many people that's normal but you know, it was the first time ever in, in wow. for, for years. Yeah. Um, and I got up super early like I always do. I got dressed. I kissed my dog goodbye, and I went to my parents' house as quickly as I could. <laughs> so um, um, here I am coming back into this next Christmas, and, you know, I'm so busy now. I have no time for dating, but yeah. <laughs> uh, with all the music stuff I'm doing. And I'm I was contemplating that again. I thought, here I'm going to go through December in all this time of parties and people and friends, and I'm going to be on my own again. And I don't mind being by myself. Mm -hmm. But there's something about that. It's almost a little bit hollow for me Mm -hmm. unless I make that effort to go out and be with people. You know, And it's like, why do I put up a tree? No one ever sees it but me. But I still do it. And it was that idea of um, being on my own, but... Realizing that Christmas is something greater than me, that um, you know, um, I think the beginning is um, I'm on my own, and I struggle with the feeling. Uh, I long for days of yore, when um, when simple when simple gifts were wrapped in acts of kindness. I long for something more, and um, just that feeling of. M- m- Christmas being something bigger than me. Uh-huh. Um, and that if I look, if I really look at the season and the people, that it doesn't matter your, and I do say these lyrics, yeah. um, forget the, um, the the color, forget the language, it doesn't matter. Um, it uh-huh. shines in every dark corner if you let it. Uh-huh. So um, that's kind of what it is. It's a jazz waltz
2: huh.
1: um, with a cello and a choir
0: uh-huh.
1: and Jingle bells, <laughs> which I love. So, did you yeah. do the arrangements? I did. Um, yeah. I read all my own stuff. Uh-huh. Um, the choral, I will admit, for the first time ever, uh, because I've been so busy with you know the show and I'm I'm working on a scripted music video and all these things, um, I actually asked my friend Dustin Hunley, who uh-huh. is a fabulous Portland piano teacher, piano player <laughs> and he also is an elementary school teacher in Camas. Ah. Um, and he um did um the choral background parts for me. So um I was very relieved yeah. and they came out <laughs> just perfect. I couldn't have written them better, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. But as a general rule, yeah, I do all my own arrangements mm-hmm. and um I'm getting much better at them because you know, I graduated college. My last theory class was like in 19 19- You know, Well, I'm not even going to tell you. But it was a long time ago. So when I started writing charts um, officially in the computer myself like six years ago, let's just say they were rough. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, And now I've had a lot of practice. And they're coming out pretty well. Every once in a while I miss a CODA sign or something. But um, I think my guys are appreciative that I break out the parts now for bass and drums and... The miracle of modern technology. <laughs>
0: so. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, so, you you keep notes, you said. I do what? You keep notes. Yes. You know? Uh, but they're lyrical notes, right? Oh, yeah. So, the lyrics come first?
1: The lyrics?
0: Do the lyrics come first?
1: I have both. I have, yeah. like, um, a file folder of, like, staff paper <laughs> with notes scribbled uh-huh, on them uh-huh. and maybe, like, half a lyric. Uh, my phone, um, I have an entire file on my phone that's just lyrics yeah. or starts of lyrics <laughs> um, that have no music to them. Yeah. And then I have um, also on my phone um, like a voice recorder, and they're not on this particular phone, but yeah. where I record all my – I call them ditties. So, uh-huh. you know, I'll just be scatting away in the car, and I'm like, oh, that could be a really good song. So I'll pull over to the side of the road so I'm not illegal – and record whatever song I have and, you know, that becomes a song later. So,
0: Do you ever I wake keep, uh, up in the middle of the night with a song?
1: Uh, all the time. Well, I think the, uh, when I start writing a song, um, it doesn't stop writing itself. So often if I'm stuck on a lyric, it'll come to me at 2 in the morning. And I'm like, dang it all. And then I swear a little bit. I turn the light on. I write it down. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Um, I think that's one of the reasons that I avoided writing um, for so long. Um, I did. I, I totally pushed uh, a lot of the inherent music mm-hmm. in me away, and I paid for that. Um, and once, I, I did it because it, it, it always goes. It's 24-7. It doesn't stop mm-hmm. for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So whether I'm at my day job, which I love, or you know at home, or in the middle of the night, it's still playing in my head. Um, and many times I'm driven to get up and, you know, play it. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons that if KMHD is on, yeah, oh my God, I get this idea and that idea. And, <laughs> oh, I love that way they did that solo on the song. And oh, I've got to go home and look that up. So, it, listening to jazz turns that part of me on, um, a part of my brain on, and it it, it doesn't stop. So,
0: I, st- I I stopped writing things down when when I woke up in the middle of the night. Because there were several times when I did that and woke up the next morning and went, "This is a piece of shit. This is crap. This is horrible. What <laughs> <laughs> the hell was that?"
1: <laughs> well, either that or you just can't read your handwriting, right?
0: Well, I, I, I can never read my handwriting. Oh, really? And, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: let's just clarify here.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> there's this thing called a computer now that you can type into. Well, but I've heard about it. Maybe heard not heard. at two a.m. I've
0: heard of the no, no. No. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, if you keep your phone next to the bed like I do, it's easy to do that. But why would I want to do that?
1: I have no if idea. If I
0: wake up and it's a piece of shit. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. So I wake up, make my cat mad. I'm like, no, i got to turn the light on. You have to move. Uh, oh. <laughs> she
0: never stopped waking me up. <laughs> Ever.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: You know, because... She woke me up last night because she was purring so loud. Really? Yes. What's her name? Uh, Pocket.
1: Pocket. Oh, I saw a picture of Pocket on Facebook. Yeah. Very cute cat.
0: She's a cute cat. She is. Adorable. She is adorable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I saw a Facebook memory of a cat named, was it Sugar?
0: That's the same cat. Is it? I had to change her name.
1: Oh. Is it like an alias? Was she in trouble? No.
0: When I got her, the (laughs) woman I got her from had... Was calling her Dupree, which was a terrible name for a cat, especially a cat girl. as cute as this one. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah,
2: she's adorable.
0: And and, and um, I said, when I get I can, and she was so sweet, such, such a such a loving cat. I'm going to call her Sugar. But I found out that when she was a little kitten, she was uh, the little two little girls had her. You know, they they lost her. I mean, they had to give her up and stuff like that. But back then, she was so she was so small, she could fit in your pocket. So they called her pocket. So one day, she's sitting up on my lap, right? Yeah. And I said, hey, pocket. And she looked up at me. I went, okay, your pocket from now on.
1: Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's a great name for a cat. It is. Yeah, it is. it's really great.
0: So um, did you start out singing? Did, or did you start out on other instruments?
1: What, like out of the womb? Pretty yes, much. I probably came out going... Mm. Pretty much. You know, um, I probably did. Um, my mom and dad met at Portland state university in the choir. Isn't oh, that
2: sweet? Wow.
1: And, um, they, you know, I grew up around music. Um, obviously, um, my, my mom used to sing to me and I, I can remember, I don't, I think it was about three. Um, and I can remember sitting at the piano bench, um, cause I play piano and, uh, sitting at the piano bench and, you know, mom teaching me you know, what it was, where middle C was, and all of those things very early. Yeah. And singing, I've always sung. Um, my mom used to sing folk music, you know, Joan Baez really? and Jazz Standards. <laughs> um, her whole family, all of our family reunions, we'd go and sing Jazz Standards together. So, you know, my uncles would bring all their instruments and they'd play, super fun. And um, I used to sit on the foot of the bed. While my mom practiced, uh-huh. and she'd teach me all the the child ballads, uh-huh. um, yeah, n- uh, you know that were the ballads that were sung on the ships sure. um, back in the you know sixteenth and seventeenth centuries, sure. I'm sure. And um, I loved them. I loved all of that. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I've sung pretty much my whole life. Wow. Um, and then also played piano. So mm-hmm. I studied um, classical through um, college. Uh-huh. So I can read really well, but I don't translate that into jazz. Um, So I don't really play jazz. I hear jazz, but I don't play jazz. I haven't figured out how to bridge that gap You mean on the piano? Yeah. Wow. So it's it's really been a challenge for me because I hear like, oh, that's a G, you know, G9, you know, sharp 11. And it's taken me a long time to learn what I hear in my head and be able to translate that down into some kind of legible theory huh. um, in music, even though I can play it, I and don't you can, know And is. you can sing it. Oh, absolutely, yeah.
0: That's so, really weird.
1: I know, I'm a weird girl. <laughs> so, at any rate, um, I've gotten, I'm, you know, I'm learning. Um, I've had yeah. some really good teachers and some people who've been really patient with me. Um, I always do what's called chart check.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Chart check. Chart check check uh and that's when i write something yeah. before i bring it to my band uh-huh. um i was like um so they don't like have a heart attack when i bring them some no i'm <laughs> kidding my charts are pretty good um but i'll take it to people like dustin we will check it out um my course fall and i have been friends for the better part of uh, i don't know 20 years uh-huh. and so i'll go over to his house and say Did I? how'd i do and he'll say this is great but this is really an e minor seven. And oh. you don't need to have it written as a G9. <laughs> and I'll be, oh. And he'll say, he'll teach me things. Like, mm-hmm. well, if you write G9, you assume a dominant seven. But if you write G add nine, then it's just add the ninth in the chord, which is really just the second step in the scale. Yeah. So, I mean, those little things that any piano player would know, I haven't known. Um, yeah. Because I I hear, I sleep, I eat everything jazz in my head,
2: yeah.
1: um, but doesn't mean that I can translate it and put it on paper, which was another thing I had to learn and grow and really work at to become a better writer.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And wow. I think I'm getting there. Some of my, I'm really happy with my, I know, like my last five tunes. I'm, I really wow. feel good about
0: them. So where did the intersection of food and music come in? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, you know, I just, like I said before, you know, I just had friends that were into music and, you know, to be honest, um, I thought this town, sometimes it's hard to get into someplace. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be cool if I was like taking a picture of food at, you know, X place. And they said, oh, you should come sing for us sometime. And I'd be like, oh, I'd be delighted. Right. Yeah. Another foot in the door. Right. Um, and um, well, it hasn't it com- worked out that way yet, but, you know, oh. I can always dream.
0: Well, in this time, when it comes to marketing, the food and, and music is a pretty good way to go.
1: Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I have to give um, Portland Radio Project, you know, they had thought about the idea independently on their own, but I had thought about it just in a different vein, and then we kind of met in the road together to make it something really, I think it's going to be special now, and Do fun. you
0: have songs about specific kinds of food? Not yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe I'll have like an Italian song dedicated to food and a Mexican song dedicated to cheesy you, you nachos. Know, I've
0: never heard. I've never heard a song about Brajol. Really? I would. That would. That's that my 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 goal in life is is to not only have Brajol again, but to hear a song about Brajol. But it's
1: okay. You realize that? I mean, I'm just going to admit this on the air. I don't know what that is.
0: It's a kind of a, it's a meat thing.
1: Please explain to our it's listeners. It's kind of a,
0: it's a kind of, <laughs> Google it for Christ's sake. Uh, it's C C I O L E. Yeah. It's kind of a, it roll, it's, ro- it's a rolled up thing. Uh-huh. But you can't, it's hard to find in Portland, that's, that's, for, that's for sure. Right. Uh, but it's a great word because you can substitute it, for, substitute Brejol for bullshit. <laughs> That's a lot of Brajol. Okay?
1: Good to so know. You're expanding my vocabulary. It's a, it's a
0: great word. It's a really because great word. I'm going to use that in a to podcast. Say. Brajol. It's a great, it's, 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 it's a fun word to say. <laughs> but, but it's very hard to find in Portland. And no one's ever written a song about it, I guarantee you that. All
1: right. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, well, you know what? Wait, um,
0: what would be your first food to write a song about? I
1: have to... I'm gonna. Well, now it's going to be Brajol. No, come on. I'm not that. kidding. I'm going to write you a song. I am not kidding. I'm going to write you a song. I am inspired to write you a song about
0: Brajol. Other and than that. In a
1: year when I come back, I will tell you all about it.
0: But other than that... Um. What's the first thing that pops onto your I'm head? I'm is- going to say
1: Italian food. Um, oh, okay. I just think Italian yeah. food, there's something about it that the the, the smell of the garlic and you right. think, you know, a beautiful glass of, you know, red wine and right. candlelight yes. and there's a certain ambiance to it that to me speaks um, about romance and, right. um, yeah, I could fall in love with food. In fact, <laughs> I have. Um, so spaghetti uh, alone, you know, or some really killer pasta place, uh-huh. that's someplace I could go... By myself, take Lyft, go down to a killer Italian place, and have this beautiful and feel like I'm being romanced by food. So, you know, maybe that's the title of my next song, "Romance by Food." Mm-mm. a blues tune? No, I'm kidding. That's Not, fine. In Italian with a little Italian flair. So that's yeah. the first thing the, that comes the to mind. Blues tune
0: is the indigestion.
1: Yeah, I have to say though, I was at the Matador um, last weekend. Huh? I I think I had the best margarita i 've ever had in my life really? um, and that could have influenced my opinion of the nachos, which were like Oh wow, just gooey oh, cheesy oh, the, not,
0: I, of course i 've been to the oh. one down here on twenty on twenty third
1: yeah aren 't they great Yeah, the
0: nachos are unbelievable yeah, so yeah, I mean everything 's right.
1: influenced, and i could yeah. I could write a song about all kinds of things i 'm a huge Thai fan, I love <laughs> Thai food, um, yeah chicken chicken Thai food i 'm good, good with that. So I love food. You know, my whole family cooks. Uh Um, So Thanksgiving's um, are holidays are this big cooking event. Every birthday, we don't usually go out. We're like dining. We're like, okay, what dish are you going to bring? Oh, and my brother whips out his smoker, his barbecue. And, you know, my parents make a giant salad. And at Thanksgiving, what did I get assigned? The green bean casserole (laughs) with the crispy onions. I moved here.
0: I found that no one here has sauerkraut with their Thanksgiving turkey dinner.
1: They have what? Sauerkraut?
0: Every, every, where where, in, where are you East, from that
1: you had I'm sauerkraut? I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. I, I love sauerkraut. But. And everyone
0: has sauerkraut with their, with their turkey. Really? Absolutely. All
1: right. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm going to say that but that I, would be a different tradition. Can I make a
0: suggestion for oh, your show? Please do. Reggie Houston. What? Reggie Houston? Reggie Houston is a saxophone player from New Orleans. Uh-huh. He's an incredible cook. Okay. You know, uh, I remember one time, one one year, uh, I was going to sit there by myself and watch the watch the Super Bowl. Right. And Reggie called me. Up and he says, "Hey, Tom, I'm cooking. I'll say, I'll be. I'll be there in five minutes.
1: Be like in five seconds.
0: In five seconds, yeah. I'll be there. I'll be there. I was there. Five. I was there five and, minutes and ago. What
1: did he make for you?
0: Red beans. You know. Just, one time, I make good red beans and rice. Do you really? I do. And um, and I was having a Christmas party one time. And, I'm, I'm, and I spent all day making a red beans and rice, right? Right. And so it's, it's just about ready. Yeah. There's a knock on the door, and it's Reggie Houston. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going like, well, fuck me. This is. Like
2: a, this is well, the, hey, what I'm was that, just,
0: Kismet? I just thought, no, I'm going to throw mine out. But anyway, oh. actually, actually, I like mine better than him. I, don't, don't tell him I said this. Oh, okay, what I is like it? I like mine better than his. <gasps>
1: Shh. Okay, I will not tell Reggie, but you know we should tell <laughs> Reggie. He should probably get in touch with me, and I, I probably great. have a show for him. He's fabulous. In like he January, he's fabulous.
0: He is. He is just a fabulous guy.
1: That's you, great.
0: He, he would be. He would be great on your show.
1: All right, good. We you know, he was a- in
0: Fast Domino's band for twenty years.
1: Was he really? Oh yeah,
0: he was the barry player.
1: Oh, I'm so gonna call him. <laughs> yeah. He's probably got stories.
0: Stories. I would
1: love that.
0: <laughs> one time, I was having a party, and um, I, I picked out some DVDs to play right, uh-huh. during, during the party. And one was Fats Domino at Jazz, at Jazz Fest, and Reggie was in the band, and Reggie was at the party. Uh. And it was like it was like you know it was he, he was part of the DVD because he was he just talked through the whole thing and explained everything and everybody who was playing, and there would be a close up of Fats' fingers. He'd say, See that? See that ring? Van Morrison gave Fest that ring. There's only three of those in the world. I mean, it's like, you know.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, yeah. this is, he's, he's got an interview. If he wants yeah. to talk to me, I will totally talk to him. I think You know, would. it's funny that we're talking right now because um, I just got a text from my piano player, Dustin Hunley. He yeah. does not know that we're sitting here talking about him. So he's my main guy. So at any
0: anyway. rate. Kind of funny. Well listen this is you know congratulations on the show I hope it goes well for you, Thank and, you. Uh, and when, Thank when you. is the album coming out
1: Um, Well, um, I'm going to do it over a period of months, so I don't really know yet. But what I do plan to do, um, something new for me because I'm inspired to do it, is um, release a scripted, I'm putting together, I have a video crew, um, music video for my Christmas song. Uh And I'm trying to figure out how to release a single. I don't know how to do that, but I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Um, And I'm going to hope to release that um, in the the second week of November. Uh Um, and that'll be my next big release. And then the other songs I'm going to work on in the next few months. So, I don't know, maybe spring you'll see a whole new album. I'll call it Date All Night.
0: Right. <laughs> well, listen, when you get the video done, you know, shoot it, shoot it this way and we'll make it our featured video on Oregon Music News. Great, I will do that. And it's, uh, you know, it'll be terrific.
1: All right. Well, this has been an absolute delight
0: and super fun. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me.